Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, if ever there was a verse of scripture uh, that is specific to this community of faith, that would be uh, John 1, uh, 41 and 42, parts of which you can find on our website, uh, in our newsletter, on our stationery, and in other places as well, because it all has to do with Andrew, the fisherman, and the namesake of this congregation. Our monthly newsletter, as you may know, is called St. Andrew's News. Uh, although I have to confess that in all my years here, I've never really called it that myself, and uh, instead just referred to it as the newsletter. I also ought to confess to you uh, that on occasion, as some of you also know, I've actually referred to St. Andrew as a mid-level saint. Because we don't know an awful lot uh, about him, and he certainly was not uh, part of the starting lineup of Jesus' ministry team, as were people like Peter, James, and John, who you hear a whole lot more about in the gospel story, all of which leads Andrew to be kind of a a supporting cast member, Uh, one behind the scenes, one who had a, a limited capacity in the ministry of Jesus. In John chapter 12, for example, there was a group of Gentiles who uh, expressed their desire to see Jesus, and so Andrew sets up the meeting. In John chapter 6, we have the feeding of the multitudes, and Andrew is the one who brings the kid who has the five loaves and the the two fish uh, to Jesus, and uh, Jesus makes him part of this great miracle. And uh, talk about having to share your lunch with people. Uh, But while Andrew's brother, Simon, later named Cephas or Peter, uh, becomes the spokesman of the apostles, the first among the apostles, uh, the, the rock, the great missionary of the early church, and even the first pope for our Roman Catholic friends, Andrew, by contrast, is known simply for meeting Jesus first, after which he does go to his brother and he delivers St. Andrew's news that we have found the Messiah, after which, according to John 1.42, he brings his brother to Jesus. And that introduction is actually the thing for which Andrew is known most and best, at least in churches like ours, who actually took their name from uh, Andrew back in the late 1940s, when in the aftermath of World War II, People were still very focused on their heroes, and we were still naming our stadiums after veterans and uh, soldiers rather than banks and uh, other corporations. And even churches were taking their names from their spiritual heroes with people like St. Peter and St. Paul topping the list. But our founders instead opted for Andrew. Uh, I am told in part because uh, this congregation happened to be chartered and incorporated close to the Feast of St. Andrew on the church's calendar of festivals and commemorations, but also because the one thing that Andrew was known for is the most important thing that any Christian person could ever be known for, and that is introducing people to Jesus Christ so that any church that lives up to the name of St. Andrew will be a church that goes and meets their brothers and their sisters and boys and girls and people of other cultures and races and experiences and even religions in order to deliver St. Andrew's news 
to tell them that we found the Messiah, to extend the invitation, to set up the meeting, to make the introduction, and to give them a place in the miracle of God's grace. And so as we move through this season of Epiphany, uh, from the baptism of Jesus to the beginning of Jesus' ministry, to the calling of Jesus' first disciples, I want to uh, pull some things out of the context of this passage from John chapter 1 and talk to you a little bit about what it might mean for you to deliver St. Andrew's news to the brothers and the sisters and all the people in your life. Because when it comes to being a Christian, there is no greater honor, there is no higher privilege than to know that somebody in this world has their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life because God used you to deliver that news and to make that introduction. And there are a number of things that are in this text, and while it's not quite as simple as showing up at the office on Tuesday morning and saying, you know, get in the car, we found the Messiah. There are some things that, if you look a little bit harder, just might be able to get you there. And the first is that if you look at this text carefully, what you see is the fact that when you're really excited about a personal experience that you've actually had, you tend to want to talk about it. You tend to want to tell somebody about it. You know what I mean? Whether it's uh, the trip that you took or the job that you got or the ring on your finger or whether your team is in the playoffs tonight. <laughs> you know, or even you go and see this movie, you know, and it's so compelling that you just about order your friends. You know, you, you must see this. You know that feeling. And if we can get excited about all those experiences, what might we sound like if we were excited about the fact that our brother is the living God? Like in Acts chapter 4, you know, when... Peter and John were out there preaching on the steps of the temple, and the authorities came along and said, you know, if you guys don't cut this out, we're going to haul you into jail. And they said, we can't help it. They were so excited about the message of Jesus. They could not help talking to somebody about it. And so maybe the process for you begins with recapturing your excitement about the message of Jesus. And to do that, all you got to do is get close to Jesus, close to his word, close to his sacraments, close to his people in a community, you know, that's on fire. Because the closer you get to the fire, the more you'll feel it and the more brightly you'll reflect it in your life. On the other hand, you know, if the story of St. Andrew tells me anything, it also tells me that you do not have to be a spiritual superstar in order to do this. Andrew was not the big talker that his brother was. He was not known as the apostle who stood up in front of the multitudes and make, made these brilliant and compelling arguments. All he did was testify to his personal experience like a witness and then he functioned as a meeting facilitator, taking Simon to Jesus, taking the kid with the loaves and fish to Jesus, taking the Gentiles to Jesus, so that Jesus could do what Jesus does. 
And so when I think of the, you know, the people in my life who have had the greatest spiritual impact on me, you know, there are some well-known characters in the lineup. But most of them, just the opposite. You know, people like my mother, you know, my grandmother, you know, whose kitchen table was like the family altar. The grandfather, you know, who would go to the church on Saturday night and, you know, make the fire in the coal furnace and stay all night. And then in the morning he'd put on his best suit and he'd go open the doors and turn on the lights and then up into the belfry where he would pull on that great big rope and he would call us to another meeting with Jesus. These people are not going to be remembered by thousands. But their witness and their impact and its chain reaction are remembered by people like me for the rest of my life. And the story is getting passed on, which is to say, you don't have to be well-known, you don't have to be a spiritual superstar in order to deliver St. Andrew's news in your own way, through your own actions and example, through your own words, so that somebody else might come to be part of God's miracle of grace. Now, all that said, it, it does actually help to have a relationship with the people that you're going to talk to. After all, Andrew did not make a cold call on a guy that he never met. This, this was his brother he was talking to, which uh, is to say that, you know, there are times when I'm going to have to uh, take the long view and really kind of cultivate a relationship through which the invitation and the witness can then flow more freely. Or as Dr. King once said, uh, preaching to his congregation, you don't have to take the whole staircase all at once. You just have to make a step of faith. So that if you look into the text, it turns out that Andrew actually came to Jesus through his relationship with John the Baptist. And because Andrew trusted John, he followed Jesus. So that having met Jesus, he invites his brother Peter so that Peter, who trusted in his brother Andrew, could become a follower of the Messiah too. And you know, one of the joys for me of being part of a church that bears the name of this fisherman is to be able to, to look around and say, okay, you know, the, the Baileys got here because of the Olex and the... Uh, and the um, uh, Hager's got here because of the Baileys and because of Janine McGrath. And Luis Escobar, he got here because of Don Berkheimer, his neighbor. And, uh, and the Acostos got here because of the cases. And uh, Leslie Manzon got, got here because of Lauren Hellickson. And here's, you know, Barbara Matullo got here because of Lauren Rico, a student at her school. And, you know, you know, and it just sets off this whole chain reaction of witness in which ordinary people like you and me become part of this great, big, beautiful story of God. And so, I don't know exactly what you should say to the brothers and sisters and girls and boys in your life. I don't know exactly how you should say it, but, you know, these are some thoughts to think about as people who have come to a church that bears the name of a man who really wasn't known for very much. But what he was known for was the most important thing in the whole wide world. So that it now it's our turn 
to go to our brothers and our sisters and meet them where they are and extend the invitation. Set up the meeting. Make the introduction. And watch Jesus do what Jesus does. Andrew, like most of the others, was martyred, which which is a word that literally means witness. When he was crucified upside down on a cross that at his own request was shaped like an X and is known as a saltire or a crux de cassata in Latin, commonly known as St. Andrew's Cross. You can find it on the Union Jack of the Great Britain, on the flag of Scotland and other countries, and in places around this building as well, including uh, the window to uh, my right and your left, depicting Andrew the fisherman holding his net, and uh, down at the bottom behind the drum kit is a big red X. Because this man, who ministered often behind the scenes, found himself unworthy even to die in the same way as his Messiah. Well, in the last edition of St. Andrew's News, I happen to mention that 2017 marks the 10th anniversary of the laying of the cornerstone for this uh, house of worship, which bears the fisherman's name. And uh, it got me thinking of what it was like a decade ago when this was under construction and I would sometimes come here uh, during the day, sometimes at night on my way home, and I would just walk around. And uh, I would often think, who is going to come to this place? Who will be baptized here? Who will hear this news that they're forgiven and that they're loved? Who will exchange marriage vows here? Who will be comforted here? Who will get spiritual direction here? Who will come here as a stranger and find people that they will treasure for the rest of their lives? Who will come and taste and see that the Lord is good? Who will that be? And in the last 10 years, uh, we have seen the answers to all those questions over and over again. And we're still seeing the answers to those questions over and over again as people like you, who bear the name of the fishermen, keep on moving in his footsteps, keeping his tradition, as I see you do every day in a thousand different ways, as we keep moving forward for an even greater harvest of hearts have found the Messiah, and now have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, because you are part of the miracle. And that's St. Andrew's News for the second Sunday after Epiphany. Thank you for listening, (laughs) and God give you a great day in the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.